Ho, ho, ho! Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. We'd like to welcome all you boys and girls to this year's Christmas episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast. Two wise men coming across the sands to bring you the greatest gift of all, that's right, divine FPL inspiration. And here alongside me, my podcast partner in crime, Seamus, how are you getting on my friend? I'm good, I'm good. Do you want to know why I cut the intro short? Uh, I don't know. I always get really super nervous when you yeah. do the intros because I have no idea where you're going to come in with these things. So my Christmas gift to you was no intro. Well, no insult. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, tail end. Well, uh, let's see uh, how long in the pod this lasts, you know? Yeah, I, I have a few barbs prepared just in case that didn't land. But uh, no, it went smoothly enough. But uh, yeah, no, you're, you're, you've caused to be merry on this festive of evenings, Seamus, don't you? That's true, and not just for these delicious white Russians you've prepared for us today, which are super tasty, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. That was uh, another good Christmas gift. I was prepared. I wanted this to feel right. The The lighting is lowly dimmed. There's some Christmas socks, stockings on the wall, and we're having some white Russians. Yeah, um, but the real reason I'm merry, not just because it's Christmas, is uh, because of a nice green arrow. It's always the best way to... To start a pod. Oh, don't be so humble. It so, wasn't just a green arrow, Seamus. It was much more than that. It was an ice green arrow. You pierced your white whale. I pierced my right whale, <laughs> yeah. So I think I had complained all season that I hadn't got a game week rank in the like top 100k all season. And mm-hmm. I finally had a good game week. So I've uh, managed to get that monkey off my back. And it's getting tight between you and I right now in the mini league after you pulled away last week. Very tight, very tight. But that's just the way I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me more specifically, what was your game week score? Uh, so my game week was 68. Sweet. Yeah, uh, which I thought was like, oh, yeah, that's an excellent game. Seemed to be a low kind of scoring game week. The average score was 38. So I was like 30 above that. I'm still even like something like 25 above the top 10K average. Um. Didn't realize it was that good. A game week rank of 48,000. Yeah. So anything, you know, in the top million is good. Anything in the top half a million is very good. And top 100K is excellent. So that's... uh, Top 50K game week rank. Yeah. Yeah, Top 50K game week rank. So... um, I suppose, I suppose the reason that would have been a bit of a delayed kind of not realizing how good it was is because, like, all your points came on the fucking Saturday. That was the thing. And (laughs) and that has happened many weeks where I've had, like, a really good Saturday. And then, like, okay, I'm getting a green arrow. Like, last week... It's like, I'm going to have a nice green arrow here, provided, you know, KDB doesn't do anything too bad. Or the previous week, it was like, okay, I'm going to catch up with your here now, provided Aubameyang doesn't do too bad. And then they inevitably do. Yeah, so exactly. I'm kind of getting used to this whole, like, oh, I'm going to catch up and pass out your. And then, oh, no, KDB scored 19 points. Oh, Aubameyang has scored 13 points. It didn't stop you preemptively putting up a picture of you atop of the mini league that, you know. In our, in our private group chat, I have to get it in. That's why I put it up. It was like, yeah, it's not going to stay this way, so I might as well celebrate it. Also, that was just to um, highlight the fact that I was the first person to pass the 1,000 point barrier this season in our mini league. So I was happy with that. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I think that says more about how poor mini league is doing anything else but uh, no you do have a fantastic week uh, you know game week rank 50k tell us where you got your points from uh okay yeah so um i had a lot of heroes and not so many villains on my team this week um points came from double sunderland or sunderland i called sheffield united sunderland like 
every second pod. I don't know if you've noticed it. I listen back and these sometimes I'm like, oh, I just called Sheffield United Sunderland. That's the first Sunderland. time I've never, I've ever heard of. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, so... Um, How I'm many go- people have you pissed off? I don't know. It's never been mentioned. <laughs> I knew that was going to fucking happen when we started in recording. The laptop's been acting the bollocks, so we were working off something else. But go on. Um, back to Sunderland, Seamus. Yeah, Sheffield United, double clean sheet for the second week in a row. Plus, I had an assist for my goalkeeper. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Henderson came in with nice 12 points, Lundstrom with six, Jack Grealish with Very eight nice. points. That was my transfer in this week uh, for Mount. And uh, Mount actually started, and Pulisic was benched this week. So, when that I saw Mount. Was, you, um, I was a bit shy. I thought, you know, maybe Pulisic, I thought Pulisic was nailed on, and Pulisic didn't pay a minute, but we can come to him later. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was happy there that I netted an extra five points from my transfer. So, it was good when that pays off. Yeah, the. the the beauty of Danny Ings scored another 13 points. So, um, yeah, FPL Chieftain, if you want to keep throwing shade at me for my Ings pick a few weeks back, keep doing it, man, because he likes to, uh, he likes to uh, respond with goals. Jamie Vardy with nine, goal and three bones in a, a match they lost, 3-1. And then my captain, Jimenez, uh, for 14 points. So, considering how close I was to captaining Son, yeah. uh, that would have been a huge difference. Son was your voice, am I? Am yeah, I right? and... and uh, I had it on him and his set all week and I was like, you know what, I'm probably going to change to Sun. And then just the night before, I was like, no, let's roll the dice. I, I, I'm going to go with consistent points. I was worried that I'd miss a huge haul from Sun, but uh, it was a reverse haul. I would, have been, I would have been severely disappointed in you if you had come into this game week without him and his captain. Because, really? I mean, like, I thought he was the obvious one. Uh, I was thinking, you know, between Ali and Rashford all week, pretty similar to yourself uh, in terms of, you know, do I just go with Spurs maybe and they're on an okay run form, Chelsea not so great? Mm. Or do I uh, do I take a bit of a punt on maybe United actually turning up at Watford? And, uh, yeah, that was not the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> Lesson learned. But, you know, you did. You went to him as captain. I think he was, he was fucking... Probably one of the top captain options, I think, for last game week. He was so lowly owned. He's only owned by 17% of players. So I knew he was going to be a differential. And yeah, for that reason, I said, yep, going to kind of double down. And then what put me off sun was how poor uh, Spurs were last uh, last weekend to Wolves. Yeah. So I wasn't really too happy with that. All in all, then, as I said, 104, uh, 1,004 points total. My OR right now, overall rank is 423k. So that's a huge green arrow of 320k. Um, almost have my rank and uh, I think I, I had have my rank until all the auto subs kicked in so from 746k to 423 alright so that's it we'll draw a line under it we won't mention it anymore so that's why I'm full of Christmas cheer. Christmas spirit yes Christmas not, cheer. not the empty glass in your hand but uh, yeah no that was that was uh, definitely playing on my mind a lot this week considering you know I still had a lot of outs on the Sunday mm. and my game week wasn't the worst I did get a green arrow which kind of cheered me that's what I was going to ask I knew I had a green arrow but I don't know what will get other people a green arrow 46 mm. is it yeah 46 got me a green arrow and it moved me from 390 or 3 like 80 odd to 379 so a tiny green arrow yeah pretty green arrow nonetheless green so arrow nonetheless that cheered me up all you know to no end uh, when I saw that I was because I was in a bit of a stinking humour about uh Mainly United's performance against Watford, and you know that kind of had the double sting because I went with Rashford captain. But to be honest, with you like <laughs> I think Sun's red card basically, you know, kind of ruled out the. You know, I was like, I can't feel that bad. I didn't have. Yeah, you uh, had Ali. There's plenty of people at Sun captain this week that yeah. I saw, and I was just kind of going, okay, well, fuck that. At least you know, I that's was your like, highlight. Uh, no, that's not my highlight. Well, maybe it actually probably is my highlight. Yeah, getting into that, but already, yeah, that was my highlight of the week. Uh, Sun's red card. Just because it cheered me up a little bit. And not because, uh, you know, I was happy that 
fucking like because you you weren't you know you lost one point again you know yeah. that kind of way uh, but not because it was anyone specifically had him captain that I was trying to capitalize on it was just like all right well, you just now, know his ownership and you went the opposite way you went for the other Spurs asset well that's that's you know kind of played into my mind later on with the Sun red card and the biggest talking point to that if you ask me is the fact that he's missing the next three matches it's not you know the fact that he got a minus one in that match yeah. it's the fact that now he's missing Spurs run of Brighton Norwich and Southampton and that's got to be a kick a bigger kick in the balls to anyone that owns Sun and you you're one of the Sun owners yeah absolutely when that was happening I was like and they were reviewing it I was like no 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 that's fine he he barely moves his foot, ref. That's that's not a red card. Yeah. And then my hair is like, yeah, it's a red card. I think I was watching it in work, and a couple of people had gathered around, and it was just like, no, this is completely a red card. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> but then the, it's not a question: of, is that a red card? It's a question of did the ref miss a clear and obvious mistake? Well, obviously, so he I was did. like, yeah. maybe they'll say he won't. You know, he's just he's just like, yeah, I yeah. don't know, but you can't do that. So yeah, that's a red card. His third red card since like what the last or second last game of the season? Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. so like. Three red cards in a calendar year before I don't think he'd ever had a red card before that. He's Not got a Premier bit League. of fire in him, Seamus, just like in that uh, wise Russian I gave you. They're all they're all bullshit kind of red cards. Well, two of them are just petulant kind of stupid shit. You know the the Brighton one last season. I still don't think that or the Bournemouth one last season. I still don't think was a red card. But like I'm not reopening that kind of worms. This was a red card, and the one for the Andre Gomez one shouldn't have been a red card really either, yeah. and uh, that actually got rescinded. So, yeah, I mean, like, realistically, all I give a fuck about is what he, that impact it has on him in the FPL. They and are appealing. By yeah. the way, Jose said they're going to want to appeal it, but I don't think they're going to get that overturned, are they? No, not at all. I wouldn't imagine so. And, I mean, that's fine. Uh, like, it, I think if I was an FPL manager right now, take it that that's him gone for the next three matches, unless by some miracle. <laughs> and, like, his price has already dropped, I think, by point one. Went down point one last night. I was, like, I was out last night at a kind of uh, Christmas kind of party, and I got back Friends. to bed. And before I knew it, it was, like, I was kind of, like... Like going to bed, and then finally it was two o'clock, and I was like, "The price change has already happened." I was like, yeah. "God damn it, he's already fucking gone down." So, did you feel that hit? Hit? I don't even know. I have to check. I think um, that might have cost me point one, but yeah. like, I, it depends how much he's gone up since I got him. I think I got him at nine point nine, but if I got him at nine point eight, it makes no difference. Yeah, I have to it. double check that. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's fine, but uh, yeah. So the biggest concern there is like, and I'm sure this is going to appear, uh, you know, later on, but. You know what our owner is gonna do with Sun. Yeah, you know? it's a pain for me because I had kind of already eyed up what moves I was gonna make, what positions I want. I want to get rid of Tielemans. Yeah. I was also considering maybe I'll get rid of Jimenez, but I don't think I would have anyway. Wolves like Wolves can score against big teams. Well, I mean, I'm looking at your team now, and I'm going. You've got some areas in there where there's questions like the likes of Danny Ings it's like he's, yeah, he's on fire his fixtures, his fixtures have turned yeah. no, not turning they've turned they're away to Chelsea in game week 19 then they're at home to Crystal Palace at home to Spurs and away to Leicester and at home to Wolves that's the next five yeah. plus rotation on top of that it's like yeah, that when, would wreck my head more than Sun <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? and that was that was kind of what I was looking to do I kind of was thinking look if I need to because I've got Four good defenders this week. I could just drop Danny Ings if I needed to for a game. And mm. if rotation comes into play, then he might come off the bench for me anyway. Um, you know, I'm not too worried about it. He's only cost me 6.1 million. The value I've got out of that man is has been amazing. He's got me 41 points in the five weeks I've had him, averaging over like 8.2 points per game in that period. Uh, he only cost me 6.1 million. He's up to 6.4 or 6.5 now. So when I sell him, I will get... I will get money back. He's actually going up in price. He's already gone up. He went up last yeah, night. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm in no rush with that. No, you're not. Because he's not going to drop. But 
it just means I'm going to have to work, focus on the sun thing. And yeah, um, I'm, I will discuss that in a while, but that's going to be where I'm looking at my transfers this week. Dude, dude, we'll put a pin in it and we'll get to uh, some of the regular... It's so- my low point. Yeah, oh, perfect. So there we go. Our high points and our low points uh, were the Sunred card. And it was pretty big news, you know, uh, I think all across the FPL spectrum. But what was your high point then, Seamus? I mean, you had a lot to choose from. Yeah, I only saw um, like four games this weekend. I actually still haven't even reviewed Match of the Day, so I can't go in-depth with my analysis of the other games or what I thought of the other games. Saw the uh, the two Sunday games. United were pretty dreadful. Um, De Gea was kind of poor. That kind of came close to my low point, watching De Gea yeah. with the ball go through his hands like that. But my uh, high point, I have to say, was when I saw that uh, Henderson got me an assist from goals. Yeah. Because originally, I don't, think, I don't know if they gave it straight away, but I did see that... Uh, in the commentary that it came from like a long ball down the pitch and dunk headed it backwards or something like that and then they scored but I didn't think he'd get the assist to see he got the assist and then put him on for the three bones for a 12 point from a keeper I was only kind of bemoaning that I went for Henderson over Gaeta a couple of weeks ago but looking at it now he's got me 21 points in the last three weeks seven points a game for somebody who cost me 4.7 million yeah that's you know he's he's proven his worth so that makes sense to me I mean like it's always nice when you get something extra from your keeper mm. be that a penalty save a, a, a top class performance where he has a rake of save points mm. and then the baps follow but yeah that definitely was a bit kind of again grinding gears for me on Saturday I was like are you kidding me especially with the the official FPL nonsense on uh, you know on Twitter sometimes you can just kind of go down a bit of a hole yeah. and you're just reading all the kind of bitching and the sniping and you know, Al, it was just kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake. I missed all that. Was there a lot of bitching about it? Ah, his... Just the usual shit, you know what I mean? Nothing worth uh, repeating. But, like, basically, that 12 points kind of, yeah, as I said, yeah, I figured that could be up there in, in your your moments of the week. Yeah, um, as I said, I didn't see it. But when I noticed it, I was like, that's lovely. That's just a lovely, a lovely little bonus. That's and right. everything just seemed to kind of go my way this week. Um, in a week where nothing was going for other managers, and that's really yeah, happening. and that's what you back. need. Like, I mean, you as you know, you can kind of get them a couple of a couple of them a season, and your you know your game week rank is massively affected. But uh, yeah, my I mentioned my high point being the sun red card. My low point, pretty obvious, I suppose, if you look at what I did this week, they would have been my two transfers out. And again, I'm happy with the transfers I made. I think you know I'd make them again, but. It's just one of those cases where all of a sudden, uh, that one week, if you had done nothing, you would have been better off. And my two transfers were Cantwell and Tamori out for Grealish and Kelly. For a hit? No, not for a hit. I had two okay. free transfers. Yeah. So 17 points out, 10 points in. Yeah, pretty Is that much. right? Yeah, give or take. I know that, that Cantwell got seven. 10, Tamori got 8, I believe. Oh, I thought he got 7. I think he got 7. Maybe, maybe he got, got an extra maybe bonus. But, uh, yeah, either way, it was just like, you know, you're just down. And the fact that it was Cantwell again, who's now, I think, set to rise, which I would have seen all of. And I'm just going to, like, could I have just had him for more of a insignificant period in his FPL season? Because I had no intention of getting him back. Like, he's done for me. He's, yeah. he's almost, as as you said before we recorded, uh, an anti-stable boy. Whatever the opposite of a stable boy is. Yeah. Maybe I'll calm down as the season progresses because I kind of like what he does, but in terms of, you know, why I got rid of him, I stand by those reasons. Yeah. I think between the three midfielders, uh, Bundy Hernandez and Cantwell, he is, he is a rotation risk and I've suffered that quite a bit 
Uh, even when he's on form, he's a rotation risk, and he's no, he's prone to picking up knocks. So I hate that in my team. It's one of my yeah. pet peeves to have players that I'm not 100% confident in. He's almost too good for somebody who's 4.5, 4. well, he's 4.7 or whatever he is now. Yeah. It's almost too good because at that price, you want to be happy to bench them. So that's yeah, why I'm that's happy to have Dendonker for 4.4 because I'm never going to want to play him. I actually played him this week um, because I was like, well, I don't want to play Soyuncu against Man City. And that proved out to be the correct call because Soyuncu got zero after getting booked and conceding three. Dendonker got two. You know, I was like, yeah, I'll just play Dendonker. I'll bank the two points. And Yeah, you know. I was walking through the office at the weekend uh, before the deadline passed. And as I do, you know, I like to pass on along some Jesus Christ-like FPL wisdom and just going uh, around touching just people, touch people's shoulders touching people as you're walking past yeah. and they follow me parting wisdom yeah pretty much and it's a, it's a you know I think it's it's inappropriate probably for the workplace but no one seems to have complained yet but either way I was passing some guy's team and uh, he was like we were chatting about it and he had two lesser defenders and one of them was Senku and the other was Pereira and he had Dunk and I was like you know what buddy I had to be rest and say yeah. <laughs> Wild card. Free hit that shit. You know? I, don't have, I don't have one. Touchy screen. Yeah. Now you do so. Now you do. And you're also drinking wine, which yeah. I have to report. But uh, no, basically, I was like, look, uh, you know, I'd maybe bench Sanku. I wouldn't be doubling up uh, on Leicester, keeping a clean sheet. And yeah. Pereira is definitely maybe, you know, more likely to get an yes, attacking return. More attacking. So he did. And Dunk got two points. So <laughs> versus Sanku zero. And when I walked past later on, I gave him that knowing nod. And no, I didn't actually say yeah. you're welcome. By the way, there's two free, there's yeah. two free points for you. Yeah. So at the end of the season, when you beat me by two fucking points, remember. <laughs> yeah, remember, I won you this league. Yeah. God damn it! It's so good, Jerry. You're just impacting yeah. wisdom. As I said. Although I think, yeah, doubling up. I don't know why you'd be doubling up on them against City, but I was a bit worried. I was like, what happens if this is like Leicester kind of keep them out? But Leicester, I thought, looked leggy. In that game, especially as the game went on, it's the thing with Brendan Rodgers' team is he kind of rotates very little. The only kind of positions you can kind of rotate are that kind of Perez and Barnes positions. Um, you know, it could play maybe Gray or Albrighton or something like that. And as a result, I think they can look a bit tired. And that's what I feared when a couple of game weeks ago when I captained Son instead of Jamie Vardy. Uh, I can't remember who they were playing, but as it turned out, uh, Jamie Vardy was on fire that day anyway. So yeah, not um. Not a bad show, but I am a bit worried about the rotation with Leicester coming up in the next yeah. few games. Well, one of the questions I asked myself after the Leicester-Man City match was, why the fuck didn't I just captain Vardy? Do you know? Yeah. Like, and I think that's a fair question to we ask We definitely yourself. said that last week, right? That Vardy isn't a bad captain's uh, choice, but you know, yeah, it I'm is sure. a chance to kind of yeah. twist rather than stick. I mean, it's one of those kind of, do I play it safe or do I take a kind of, as you said, a bit of a risk? And, you know, this week was kind of prime for it, especially with people benching their Liverpool assets, City with a tough fixture. It was kind of written that you could... Uh, you know, there was going to be a wide variety of captain choices. And you even mentioned it Saturday morning. The top six in our mini league were all different captain choices. Yep. How often does that happen? Who went with Sun? Someone went with Sun. I think Eamon went with Sun. Eamon went with Sun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. he, uh, he definitely started bitching with that later on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so I was delighted because, uh, you know, he needs to he needs to smack down to reality a bit. Yeah, He's the, he had the gall to pass me out there yeah. the last couple of weeks. Who does he think he is? Yeah. Punks, a lot of them. But uh, yeah, no, fucking... What was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about captain decisions and Vardy. Yeah, all six of us had different, uh, different fucking captain decisions, and yeah, that was uh, it. Was one of those weeks, and I kind of that was uh, I was left with after the Leicester City match. I was like, oh, of course, Vardy. I was surprised with the three bonus points he has to choose. Yeah, you know? that was surprising, but there was like there was you know De Bruyne got a yellow card, and that cost him bonus points and True stuff and like goal. that. Um, 
that being said, you know, he just got one assist in a 3-1 win. It would like I when somebody gets an assist in a 3-1 win, I know he was he was everywhere. He was yeah. getting shots in, he was putting in dangerous balls. He looked like tormentor in chief for um Man City against Leicester. Um so you left that match kind of more thinking about De Bruyne. You were just yeah. kind of look fairly. I'm happy I got my 9 points. Yeah. I suppose you don't have De Bruyne so you're kind yeah. of concerned. As a De Bruyne owner, I'm like He's this probably this one of the safest positions in my team. Like in yeah. terms of who I'm, him and Vardy, and I'm sure there's Lundstrom and a couple of other people I'm pretty confident on. But, but as I, far as premiums go, yeah, it's got to be mean, like Vardy and KDB are just those ones you're just going. I'm just not worrying about this. This is this yeah. is nice and set. I mean, Even the likes of Mane, you could go. Well, maybe I want to go for Salah in a few weeks. Exactly. You know, there's there's options with Mane Salah. There's also like the double ups. Yeah. You know, all, any of those. But with KDB, how are you? Because again, I'm sure this is going to come up later on. He's definitely one of the guys I'm looking at for potentially swapping out Son. I just don't know whether I want to do it this week or not. And we have a question on it there in a while um, from one of our uh, listeners that I want to ask. But just to touch on Vardy for a moment, because we were talking about his explosivity. Um, Nine points this week. If we go backwards over the last, I've got eight games here, specifically because I have him eight games. In those eight games, he's got uh, 68 points, which is an average of 8.5 a game scored nine this week so he's kind of hitting his kind of average on that um nine five thirteen five six twelve twelve six unbelievable scores there you're talking three double digit hauls in that period a nine in there a few sixes the worst he's scored is five so yeah he is just someone you would consider every week and we said it that man city defense is pretty shit and we were saying that we were going to see Madison trying to get up to Vardy quickly and Fernandinho wouldn't be able to do it and Otamendi would probably hack him down so there's a chance of a penalty and what happened wasn't Madison this game but it was Harvey Barnes playing a lovely beautiful outside of the football up to Vardy Fernandinho just couldn't keep up with him and just an amazing finish uh, so yeah I'm not surprised to see that goal at all and you finish jerking off Jamie Vardy now do you not like Jamie Vardy I just think he's the most obvious fucking FBL option out there. Yeah, you know? but amazingly, <laughs> there are people out there who still don't have him or didn't have him until like last week or the week before and just bite the bullet, guys. I mean, Do you know what I like him. about Jamie Verdi? And it's not a lot, but he has one of those cryogenic tubes, which he did, I think Brendan Rodgers was saying, which kind of allows his muscles to heal faster. Mm. So that kind of made me like him a bit more. I was like, oh, that's fucking class. So he can get <laughs> fucked up on uh, Skittles wicked. and Vodka yeah, and yeah. Wicked and then just cry- cryogenically freeze himself so I'm he like, can maintain that buzz for longer. Maybe he's smarter than I give him credit for. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, but they do also have like pretty much up to this point had a week off between games to prepare for each game because they haven't got any Champions League commitments or Europa League commitments. Yeah, well, that brings a, me to kind of an interesting thought there. And before we bust on into... Our next segment, you were talking about, uh, before we started recording, and I hope I'm not putting you in a spot too much here, but you were talking about rest periods mm. and, you know, the kind of difference between certain teams. Like, do you have a bit of information on that? Did you manage to find that? No, I couldn't actually find the tweet there that I was looking at the last day, but there are certain teams that have, like, we should part, like start this <laughs> off by saying the game, we, the game schedule. So it's starting on Stevens Day or Boxing Day if you're in the UK. Um is the next game week, Thursday the 26th of December. And there's a game on Friday between Wolves and Man City. The turnaround time between the next game then is on Saturday. So what have you got? Two days, three days there between games for some some teams? Um, yeah, Thursday to Saturday. That's like only 48 hours for some teams. Uh, then the next game week is starting on Wednesday after that. So you're talking about three games in the space of a week. Some teams have like 
48 hours or less than 48 hours between games so, so we're playing on the Thursday and then playing yeah. again on the you know Sunday morning kind of shit so just keep an eye on so it. do your homework and kind yeah. of I'm going to be looking at you know the players in my team that I have for captaincy and if I notice that okay Jamie Vardy has started on game week 19 and they are at home to Liverpool he's definitely going to start that's on Thursday at 8 if they're playing and I'll tell you right now they're playing on Saturday at half five, so they have less than forty-eight hours for their away to West Ham. Yeah, Brendan Rodgers has already come out and said it's not going to be possible for any of his players. He's got the tube, <laughs> He's got no, the fucking. He was asked. Future. I think he was asked specifically about Jamie Vardy, and he said it's not going to be possible <laughs> for him to play three ninety minutes in the space of a week. Now, does that mean that he's been taken off after sixty or seventy minutes, or does that mean that he's not going to start one of those games? He's definitely not going to be rested for the Liverpool game because that's too big a game for them. So what is it going to be? That plum fixture away to West Ham at you know yeah. on Saturday, or are you probably talking about the following game week when they are playing? Yeah. That's the annoying thing. I think they're yeah, away. Is it Newcastle? They're away to West Ham and then they're away to Newcastle. But I reckon like, he'd be rested against West Ham, not Newcastle. Uh, yeah, See, I don't that's know. The, if I was to look at these fixtures, and you know he's missing one of the next three at least, uh, I'm I'm picking the West Ham. See, match. Newcastle is on New Year's Day. And Jamie Vardy seems like the sort of player that won't give a fuck what Brendan Rodgers says and will go out New Year's Eve and get absolutely wasted. So No, what are you talking about? He'll be wasted on the day. <laughs> okay, maybe. That's a, I think that's his pre-match ritual as well. I, I don't know. He's, he's been looking pretty sharp, so maybe he's taking care of himself. Yeah. As you said, he's got the cryogenic chamber. But that's just from the Leicester perspective. You want to be looking at all your players at this moment. You can expect rotation in the next few games. Guys. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's kind of turned more into a public safety announcement, which is totally fine by me. <laughs> it's more of a, you know kind of nod to our lack of professionalism but just be aware you know have a, do your own homework we're set not going to do it for you yeah. set your alarms well, I'm going to find that and I'm going to retweet it on our page but uh, set your alarms for the game weeks you don't don't miss uh, the the Boxing Day or Stevens Day deadline which is going to be half 11 on uh, the 26th you know don't just get in a comatose state on Christmas Day and have a lie in and miss it have your team set All you right. know have your bus team made and then again as soon as the game week starts set your team Consider your transfer, but be careful on moving early because you want to see if anyone gets injured in matches. Like, for example, KDB sat down at the end of this Leicester game at the very end. Because he's tired. It, was, he just it looked was, a bit worried. Yeah, it, it looked like it was just cramped. <laughs> he's just tired, man. But if he's tired now, yeah. he's going to be rested That's in the next fine. few games. Look, this is Christmas, baby. This is what FPL... That's Christmas, baby. Christmas, bye-bye. No, this is just like... Yeah, exactly. It's You got to just be happy with the likes of KDB. If he's rested... Yeah, fair enough. You know he's not rested the next game. Mm. Maybe that opens up a savage captain opportunity. Yeah, do you know definitely. Which is like you can capitalize on little things like that. Take it on the chin. But uh, if you're done preaching, Seamus, I think it's about time we move this shit along to the drunk tank. All right, we got a we got a few questions here in the drunk tank, as per usual. And I want to start with Mossy Cronin's question because he's coming straight in with the topic of the week. What are our thoughts on Sun replacements? Boom. His first thought is for KDB, uh, but it would be for a hit. You know, So that's obviously less appealing. He's a bit worried about rotation as Pep has already complained, started complaining about fixture pileup. And as I said, you know, Aguero's coming back at a good time. He's back training now. So you can definitely expect to see some Jesus Aguero rotation. Um, are we looking at maybe seeing Sterling rotated? KDB getting cramped now? Maybe he's... he's prize asset he wants to kind of protect him a small bit especially for the Champions League I think that the sun the, why this suspension is such a pain in the arse is because 
uh, right now is not the time of the year to be kind of trying to get tal- not talisman but premium assets in the likes of a son the likes of a, a Salah or whatever premium talismanic assets uh, it's not the time of year to be doing that because I think the opposite well because of rotation this is exactly why it's not you should have this shit set and then be happy with it oh, so okay. that's why if you're forced to do it for the likes of son you're like fuck because I mean like with KDB as I said you gotta worry about that risk of him being rotated you know now it's like they're getting so many fixtures that's why I like to kind of coming up to Christmas consolidate your team a little bit and then you know you can take your little ch- changes with forwards and whatnot. but fucking premium assets they're a pain in the ass to, to, to move on this season so I mean premiums and- yeah no, but what I meant when you when I gave a bit of resistance to what you said there was I think Talisman is exactly who I want because I think they're less prone to rotation like when you got Grealish I'm just got. No, I'm just gonna no, own it. I'm not now. accepting it. I'm just gonna own it. I'm gonna beep it out. Okay. When you get when you got Grealish last week, and yeah. so did I, and it worked well. Okay. Um. When we get that moves, the reason why I got him anyway, at least, was um. He's a talisman. He's like he's not gonna be arrested. They need him. They need to win their games, and they lost again, so they're in serious trouble. They're in the relegation zone now. Yeah. So I think he's not gonna rest him. KDB, Man City are different because they have such good assets. They could decide to just bench KDB for a game and then bring him off the bench if they needed him to. Um, but you know the other players it's the fringe players you got to be kind of worried about in your team like I think I got rid of Mount last week I want to get rid of Tielemans. Um that was my kind of plan for this week they're playing Liverpool and I was like he's going to be playing deeper he's not going to be a goal threat now I've got to kind of leave Tielemans in my team to get rid of Son or take a hit um, Mossy KDB is the guy I want as well but I don't know if I want to get him in this week because as I said if I get him in, I am worried. I'd be getting him in to beat any further price rises. Yeah. Because he's so close in price to Sun anyway that a lot of people are going to that. And you're seeing the transfers coming in. And Man City are playing... Who's it? Yeah, they're playing Wolves away this week. Wolves already beat them this season. I'm happy to keep with Jimenez for that game because he got two assists the last game. I think he can score against Man City. They've proven to be poor defensively. If it, but, was, if it was me, Seamus, if I could offer my two cents. Yeah, you just you've spoken there, I'm like, it's become clear. I would swallow that pill, Seamus, and I would just get in Deli Alley. That's what I'm thinking. That seems to be the obvious move to me. It's like, you should have fucking gone with Deli Alley in the first place. He's clearly the more <laughs> uh, attacking FBL option. He's clearly the taller player. Yes. And he's proven it with the points he's got since you made your decision. So I would suggest just going, fuck it. The reason I had a Spurs asset in the first place was for X, Y, and Z. I'm getting fucking Deli Alley in now. Do you get me? Because if you were going to have KDB in, you'd have had him in instead of Sun. I still want to have Spurs coverage and Sun was my only coverage. So I am, that is actually the move I'm thinking of and maybe going for KDB the following week. So I don't know, for a hit this week, KDB against Wolves, I don't know. I don't think I want that. I think, uh, especially as you said with Pep con- complaining about fixture pileup, I do think there's more likely to be rotation um, on the game week 20 games. So shortly after the Thursday games and Friday games. So I think uh, who are they playing? They're playing Sheffield United. I think it's quite possible that he could be rested against Sheffield United more so than this game. So I think I'd hold Mossy. I am looking at what the man you suggested, which is Ali. Um, so we'll just say that. We'll just yeah. say that's our answer. There Did is another Ali? question about this <laughs> very uh, very topic. Um, Willie Smullins uh, from the Renegades podcast has asked us, uh, should he get KDB again for a hit? Or just wait until after the Wolves game. Uh, and he's thinking in that case he'll just start Madison instead against Liverpool at home. So he has, I looked at his team, he has Son, Mane, Madison, Zaha and Grealish in midfield. And he's got the, the Vag forward line. So the forward line's fine. Uh, I just play Madison. 
rather than taking a hit yeah. to get KDB and just get KDB next week when the fixtures are kind of better again yeah. tying in with the I last week I would get week. in Deli Alley you could, you could go for Deli Alley but then he's got no I'm with you I'd probably yeah. I mean like are you talking about resting Madison at any he's just saying if he's talking about taking a hit just so he can rest Madison I'd play Madison he takes set pieces man whatever you're smoking Willie Send me down a bag of it. Yeah, but he is playing <laughs> quite deep and he's not getting into the box Madison. as much. The last, uh, the last game or two he has. Yeah, but then you get rid of him. I mean, not really. If you watch the Leicester matches, you'll see how close he is to you know getting an attack and return. That's He's still that's on set pre- pieces. Yeah, he's on set pieces, so that's a given. And he's also having you know shots on target and you're kind of going, fuck, that could have been an assist. Last week against Watford, that could have been a Madison assist and no one's worried about his points per game. You yeah. know? So as far as I'm concerned, you don't have Madison in your team if you're going to put him yeah, on the bench. Yeah, you never bench Madison. He's no. just—it's like kind of saying, "Oh, you bench Robertson because they're playing Man City." And if then, you're you know, paying seven point five million for someone, you play him every fucking yeah. week. You don't bench yeah. Robertson when they're playing Chelsea or Spurs. You don't bench Madison ever because yeah. he will. That be the week he inevitably holds. So, um, I wouldn't take the hit. I would just um, start Madison personally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. And uh, do you know what, Seamus? Do you know what Willie is? He's what? a great friend of the show. Is he? That's yeah. a little running as reference there. Ah, yeah. There you go. Christmas present to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Next question is for a different midfielder. This is um, Tom Ariarty. He's asking, should he keep Pulisic? So he's not a big fan of him at the moment for one more week. I see what he did there. Against uh, the Saints. Now that Kovacic is suspended. Or throw him under the Christmas tree. I don't know under the Christmas tree is and he's going to gift him back to the Premier League and get I'd imagine he's burning the Christmas tree it's post-Christmas uh, yes yeah. so he's turning him into the chipper into the or fire. into the fire yeah, yeah. yeah. well yeah uh, I don't know Pulisic is a tough one I do think because he was rested completely <laughs> against uh, I suppose like I don't know it was a Spurs match like maybe it was more of a kind of a tactical solution way, or tactical kind of reasoning as to why he didn't appear it, it definitely was a tactical reason why he didn't yeah. start but I was surprised to not see him come off the bench so I would expect him to get some minutes in the next two matches and yeah. Chelsea like at home to Southampton if he doesn't I, I wouldn't get rid of him I'll I'd tell you his team that, I, I, that would be my deciding test is like I, Southampton if you can't do it against them then fuck off against Arsenal Brighton and Burnley yeah well he's had like five blanks in a row before that and now he's then he was sat down on the bench and they did win and Willian played brilliant in that game so you got to think Willian's going to play but then I just think Mount is going to get rotated as well Let well, me, I just think with Kovacic's injury you know, that's pretty much... For one more, yeah. Maybe but then just... Jorginho might come in. I mean, it's... I don't know. Look, uh, I'll tell you his team here True. and tell me what you think. He's got um, he's got the VAM forward line. So Vardy, Abraham and Mousset. Um, so he's midfield at the moment. He doesn't have a son problem. He's got Ali. He's got KDB. He's got Jack Jack G. About it? Oh, that's yeah. better than Gray. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, he's got Mane and Pulisic. So his midfield is actually sound. Ali, KDB, Mane and Jack. It's that fifth slot is Pulisic and he's got Mousset um, up forward as well. So he's kind of his probably bench option there. See that he's probably he's looking at... 3-5-2. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be playing Pulisic against uh, Southampton anyway and with Mousset as a backup because Mousset would, is more of a problem area than Pulisic is, if you ask me. For me, anyway. Yeah. Especially because I, I don't have Pulisic. I <laughs> think maybe you could be right. Um, yeah. I was originally kind of saying, now nah, I got rid of him. Um but maybe keep it for one more game week. But I would be worried that he mightn't start because they played this um, three centre-backs formation. We don't know if they're going to stick with that or not. If they yeah. do stick with that, then he could be sat down again and making be- uh, appearances off the bench because that was the well, first Mason win. Mason Mount isn't going to need a break as well. Do you know what I mean? So he could yeah. probably take up the Mason Mount role at any given time uh, if he sticks with three at the back. I think you've got to get rid of him anyway soon. And if you do go this week, um, the ones that you're probably going to go with, I think he's like 0.9 in the bank. 
There's some good options out there. I like Richarlison, who's no, somebody. You can't be getting on everything assets right now, Seamus. Not with. Uh, I'm just going to name the, the. I'm just going to name the guys in around that price point okay. that he could go for, and I think Richarlison, Lucas Moura, uh, Martial, and Madison are the guys I'd be looking at. But I mean, I wouldn't touch three of those four. Yeah, I understand. Uh, look, Martial is playing with United. They're not really playing that well at the moment. Yeah. But they do have some good games coming up. Newcastle at home, Burnley away. Arsenal are rubbish, so they're, that's not a bad fixture. And uh, Norwich at home. So, yeah, I think uh, Martial is definitely worth He's definitely got to be worth more of a punt than Pulisic, who's uh, he's not starting. Yeah, I mean, Madison if, if I had Pulisic, like if I was thinking long term, realistically what i do with Pulisic is just downgrade him to Mount. Because I'm actually thinking Mount is a serious option for the rest of the season. Now, I'm saying that I might, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to maybe kind of have two uh, eggs in the Chelsea basket until they kind of get their form back together. So I might kind of end up switching Mount to Abraham. But I think for his price, the fact that he's all, gone pretty much all the way back down to 6.5, I think he's 6.6 maybe now, but like I'm mm. selling him for 6.5. So I think he's like looking like Frank wants to put him in every formation. Frank Lampard really likes him in the team oh yeah and he looks great for the price he is like that's a that's a, such a fucking uh, decent option in terms of an FPL asset for 6.5 playing in a team playing try, fighting for the top 7 in the league I had him for a, a good few weeks there and he did he did score and he got assists and stuff like that he, he did some bits for me but I think like in like an 8 game week period he got me or a 7 game week period he got me a goal and an assist he was only returning an average of about four points per game for me. For a six never, five midfielder, is that not No, okay? you want you want over five points per game. So he what now that's not to say that's when he wasn't playing well. So yeah, if he picks that's a up a specific period. I I, de- I definitely agree what you're saying though. Frank wants to put him in every every kind of formation yeah. type of team he plays. But I just I don't know. A lot like, of his goals are outside the box and I don't think that's something you can consistently keep up. I think he will continue to tick along, but I think there's other people I'd rather i try and take punts on well if I didn't have Abraham and I didn't intend to turn maybe you'd like to say into Abraham which is kind of what I'm looking at there Tom I would probably just be happy to go from Pulisic to Mount but I wouldn't do it this week it would be like maybe if I two because you're saving the guts of a million there do you know yeah. so maybe you can do something with Musa and turn him into possibly a Maupe uh, which I think looking at Brighton's kind of fixtures after game week 19 isn't terrible idea, you know, because there's a lot of limited options if you can't stretch all of them to Ings. But I'd hold on to him this week anyway in regards to a home match against Southampton because I, I feel like he's he's due a game. My initial reaction was to go for, um, get rid of Mousse and, yeah, as you said, go some like, as I said, Mape or Ings or something like that. But Ings's fixtures are kind of turning now. Yeah. Um, I think you could be, I think this might be the week to, to come off him. Really? Yeah, I think it might. Who um, would you go to then? Marcy I time? think I would probably try Richarlison. Myself, what I mean, I think I'm. Uh, I think he's like seven point eight or yeah, seven point nine. Yeah, because he's a pricey. Drunk. Yeah, he's point oh, nine in the bank, Pulisic. and Pulisic is seven point three yeah. or seven point four or something. I don't know. Everton uh, at home to Burnley. That could be a good game. It'll be Arteta's first in charge. Uh, it's a bit of a. No, it's not Arteta, it's Ancelotti. Ancelotti, sorry. I was thinking of the game at the weekend. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yes, it's Ancelotti's uh, first game in charge. Uh, both managers are watching the game at the weekend. And um, yeah, it could be a decent fucking shout. I mean, Richardson has been on a decent run of form. I mean, it's either that or come the whole way down. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know if you want to go down a Traore or something like that. But I think... Um, I'm saying stick. You're saying possibly a, a punt like Richardson. Next question. Let's okay, go. next question. Um, Thanks for the question, Tom. Happy Christmas to you. Next question is at FPL Rogue. He, uh, he's actually moved to double she- uh, Sheffield United. Now he said Sunderland again. Uh, he has, he has moved to double Sheffield United defence. 
First question, is this mad? <laughs> Second question, another defensive downgrade will allow him to upgrade a bench fodder midfielder to 6 million midfielder. But uh, he thinks this price bracket is, and I love the word use of the word, bereft yeah. of inspiration. It's not, uh, not commonly used. Yeah, so do, uh, he's asking, so do I bank the pounds or the, the, the money, Billy's bank, as they say, and be able to go from uh, Raheem to Mo? Yes. You think yes? Next question. No. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking that's that. a nice question. I pulled up uh, his team just to give it. He's got the badge forward line, and then his midfield is KDP, Sterling, Mane, Cantwell, and Guendouzi. So he's got two sub five million midfielders. Yeah, so yeah. I do think you should be building up one of those, preferably Guendouzi, because then Cantwell is a fine fifth midfielder. Um, yeah, you you definitely want one more because the way I look at it, you've got six good forward uh, midfielder and forward players, and you want seven. So I'd nearly increase it. You're saying I, I do like the Raheem to Mo move though, but I then to do that you've got to downgrade his defenses. Trent, Sionchu, Aria, Lundstrom, and Williams. Now he said he's going to double Sheffield United defense, so I assume I'm going to make a guess that he's either moved one of his goalkeepers or he's moved Aria to Baldock or something. So. What do you think? You think downgrade Trent? I think Liverpool are going to be no. I wouldn't believe it would downgrade Trent at all. Uh, I'd be keeping on my Liverpool assets at least for the foreseeable future, until maybe the league is well and truly wrapped up, and then the couple of Champions League times and shit like that. The thing about Liverpool's upcoming fixtures is they're against teams who are defensively not going to give away a whole lot of goals. Uh, Leicester aren't going to give up many goals this week. Wolves don't give up too many goals. Sheffield United don't give up too many goals. Um, Sheffield you know I think there could be clean sheets I think there's going to be a few 1-0s in this especially yeah. with tired legs against opponents and rotation I don't think, think teams will be clicking you always find a few extra scoreless draws in this Christmas period that you're not expecting so I think I don't think you know Mo is going to be banging in goals or Manny will I think having one is fine until the fixture load kind of eases up a bit yeah I think Sterling to, to Liverpool midfielder right now over the Christmas period, it's almost like a sideways move. I know it's not the technical definition of it, but you're basically swapping a premium asset for another premium asset that is subject to rotation and probably will, you know, get hit. Because let's not forget, you know, Liverpool have had a, a busy enough week and they're coming back into a busy Christmas schedule. So I'd be surprised if Salah, who I think played both matches uh, at the Club World Cup, I know Mane was rested for one of them, but um, if Salah is not going to takes a break in one of these matches coming up as well which you don't want to be kind of that would sicken my shit that week the thing with Salah is he's starting to look good again he yeah, yeah. was playing basically as a centre forward in their last game what was their last Premier League game that he scored two goals that was Bournemouth right Yeah. Um, now part of me thinks that's because he scored a hat-trick against Bournemouth last season that <laughs> Jurgen Klopp is thinking oh this guy's going to like scoring against these guys put him centre forward like he played there last year and second goal was a bit fortuitous and that it was a shot that was going wide that he flicked in um, yeah, but he is looking good. Confidence seems to be back. Will he keep it up? They've just won the World Club Championships. You got to think so. I think I, I want to have. I do like the idea of having Mo and Mane ahead of you know KDB and uh, Sterling. So I think yeah, Sterling out is definitely a way to go. Keep KDB, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't want. I don't like the idea of downgrading Trent. It is ballsy, but I think you're going to want to get him back sooner or later anyway. And then did he say he was downgrading Trent? It's the only place he can get money to to do it. I think. Okay. Well, I, that um, I can see anyway. Maybe he has other plans. Maybe REA down or something like that. If it's getting rid of Trent, no. If it's getting rid of REA, yeah, 
I like that. Yeah, fair but enough. maybe, as I said, save the money for starting up. Mm. Two more questions. Um, last question is uh, Didi, who's at Lefe78A. And uh, he's basically saying, should I send Danny Ings a Christmas present for his contribution to my FPL team? I think yourself and Seamus could team up and, uh, you know, go have these on one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, although, you know, I want to bring him out for dinner, Danny Ings, because I just love him so goddamn much. Uh, what would he like? Mm, what do you what? think Danny Ings would like for Christmas? I see. I think you got to feel this one. You're the one with the with the chub, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'd take him away for a weekend break and... Yeah, but I mean, you can't put them on a Christmas tree, Sharon. <laughs> you know? uh, a gift voucher, a one-for-all voucher, I think Danny Ings uh, would, would like, you know. I was going to say, you know, physiotherapy sessions, but he seems to be over his injuries. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't need new uh, new shins or hamstrings or anything like that. He's, he's doing just fine. Uh, just to go over what he's got in his last five games, 41 points, five goals, 11 bonus points. Uh, nine, nine, eight, two, and thirteen in his last. Is his last five? Um, he's got eleven goals for the season now. His next games are Chelsea, Crystal Palace at home, Tottenham at home, Leicester away, Wolves at home. So they're not that bad, man. I'm thinking I might keep another two weeks because Chelsea before this week aren't really great at keeping clean sheets. Yeah. He could do something against Crystal Palace at home, even though they're kind of tight defensively. Spurs and Leicester and Wolves. That's when it kind of you kind of got to get rid of him at that stage. He's not going to keep up eight point two points per game, um, but yeah, I think uh, I've my Christmas it. present will be a parting gift. I think I've got it. While you were flapping your gums there about Danny Ings and all the wonders he's done for your fucking FPL team over the last month, I thought of the perfect Christmas present for him. It's a mug uh, with his face on it and the name of a full company that I've called. Danny Ings dings that repair bumps in cars and knocks and scratches and it just has his telephone number on it and it's got like maybe uh, dings dings gives you wings or something fucking crazy in subtext Danny dings, yeah. and then it's his face and I think he'd get a chuckle off it so what you're doing there is you're also giving him you know inspiration as to what he can use and invest his money at once he retires yeah. as a future Career. Exactly. Yeah, investment so, ideas. Good idea. Uh, th- as I said, this is why I walk around the office giving yeah. out these kind of life uh, life advice. Well, we're on the same page, uh, Didi. Danny Ings, serious boss. If we hadn't changed the rules for the stable boys, he would definitely be, you know, filling out that application for the stable boys. Yeah. But uh, last question of the game week goes to Glenn Scully, Golden Balls. He's asked, "Do you think is there a need? To, oh, do you not. think there is a need to put on any focus on team value?" Or can you go this season without having to consider that? He's an OG. He's one of our uh, private league members. Uh, so I would just like to also wish him and any of the lads I've missed there, like Lefe and uh, I don't know if I wish Tom. I did. Crappy Christmas. But Did you say crappy Christmas? <laughs> I should have. I wish I did. Uh, happy Christmas. I'm going to listen back to that. I thought you said crappy Christmas. I've been saying crappy Christmas since I started recording. No, I think this uh, white Russian has just gone to my head. See, because I didn't give you too much vodka because you were driving, I ended up just putting it all into mine. So. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, happy Christmas to all of everyone that answered or asked a question this week. And in regards to team value, I'll be straight with you, Glenn. I've never, ever considered it a thing, ever. I only look at it in terms of if I can save money like by not doing something stupid, like uh, if doing my transfers early saves me 0.02, then I probably will do it just because I think, oh, that's actual, you know, yeah. uh, uh, kind of something you can use. But in terms of team value, I like to look at it every now and again and go, oh, look, 
this person has this. But I've seen people throughout different seasons having shit seasons with great team value. I've seen people having shit seasons with shit team value and I've seen people having great seasons, great seasons with shit team value. Yeah. So it's all it's all relative, isn't it? Like, yeah, I think the only thing that team value comes into use for is when you want a wild card, your second wild card, which is usually in the second half of the season when uh, there's double game weeks to be played. You know, that's somewhere usually between game week 30 and 37. So it comes in really handy around then. So I definitely think there is something to kind of keep kind of How keep do you mean it comes in handy though? Because all of a sudden, you know, if you want to wild card before a double game week um, and play your bench boost that following game week and things like that, you have, you know, a much bigger kind of budget to use when making that wild card. It's not... Because it's towards the end of the season? Yeah, because you've been yeah. saving it up. So well, like, players are also more expensive. Yeah, but you kind of have a better idea who of the cheap guys is in form and stuff like that. There's always going to be players who emerge mm-hmm. the second half of the season. Plus, if you're on guys who are more expensive, you're probably going to keep those guys. You're not probably... See, that's the thing. That's why it makes less difference to me at the end of the season because if I'm going to make transfers, it's usually for people that are cheaper because I'm trying to gain an edge or, mm. do you know, do something. But how many times do you get to where you're doing a wildcard and like, oh, if I just had 0.3 or 0.4 or more, I'd have, I could get this amazing forward line, this amazing midfield line. And yeah. You end up having to skimp somewhere and you're just not as satisfied i do think there's a place for it but i have actually put zero focus on it this year previous years i've had a bit of a focus on it but like this when? like when is your team value like last year did you think oh i'm gonna try and have a team value of one point never focused on just getting good team value but i did folk i did focus on you know acting early to you know get in on guys before i knew they're going to go up if i knew i wanted them the way i look at it this year no, this year I just wait as late as possible before making my thing. And it's cost, it means I'm not getting as much value. Um, once or twice when I know there's no midweek games and stuff like that, I'll go, I'm going to get him in. Because yeah. unless he gets injured in training, uh, that's what it's This is about. why you freaked out after you got Grealish in last week. Because <clears throat> you were like, oh, fuck, there's a Carling Cup this week. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I waited. He went up and um, I think maybe my player went down. Yeah. Mount or whoever I got rid of might have went down. And I was like, I could have saved myself 0.2. If I just did this like Sunday night, but like I'm not gonna do it when like he could get played in that uh, Carling Cup game and get you know miss uh, get an injury or get a booking here because he was on four yellows. Like I'm not gonna do it until I know he's safe. So I held off and the way I look at his team value pretty much directly correlates to getting in on players before you know they go on a run. That's how you do it, and you do that anyway. Well, you're always trying to. Even if a player doesn't go on a run, if you get in on players you know is going to have a bandwagon, and oh yeah, goes up. Never do that. Is my point. Mm. Like, isn't I'd never do it just because people are getting them, uh, value wise. The real way, yeah, the real way to kind of increase your team like that is to be doing early transfers. Like, I'm going to get taking a bit of risk, and the only way you can do that is if you have a wild card. Like, if I've got a wild card still in my back pocket that I haven't used in game week 19. You'd have to be using it, I think, before game week 20 or by game week 20. Um, that's it, beside the point. Then, you know, if you make an early transfer and something happens, you know, I'm going to like have my wildcard to save me. Yeah. You know, so that's not too bad then. If I have to, if the two guys, if I get a guy in and then he gets injured in training and another guy gets injured, you can just pull the wildcard safety shoot. I'm glad we got to jammer uh, about, that's a word, jammer. <laughs> jammer about uh, team value. I don't think we've t- discussed that too much in the... In that's the, a season the, question, not just is, a I game like with 19 it questions. Nice, it was a nice kind of end to our, our Christmas drunk tank. Yeah. And before we move on, we are going to address the very serious business of the FBL Hangover Mini League. We want to give you all another happy Christmas and enjoy your 
holiday period. But uh, before we go, Seamus, you've got... Yeah, I've got the league here. Yeah. And before Christmas, we uh, I'll go down through it. I'm going to do the top 10. I know you don't like doing top 10. I'll do the top 9, in fact, yeah. because uh, I think there's ties in for 10th. Uh, so the top 9... In ninth, Eric Braspenning, and in also tied ninth. <laughs> oh, no, this is the top ten. Two two people in ninth. So Niall and Eric Braspenning. Niall this Bostra. has not been a good start. No, it has. <laughs> it has not. Uh, so yeah, we got Niall and Eric Braspenning. Uh, they're both on nine on one hundred and fifty-five points. Charlie Bennett in eighth with one hundred six-one. Connor Kelly in seventh one hundred six-two. Alan Jennings one hundred six-eight. In fifth, then we've got Anthony Clark. Which is on 1092. David Sexton, 1107. Full 100 points clear of me. Yeah. And uh, in third, David Grant has dropped. He was number one a few weeks ago. Now he's down to third with 1118. That was weeks ago. Luke, is he? Okay. Luke went Sorry, to, ruining your Luke, order. <laughs> Luke, Luke went top last week, but the week before they were both tied top. So. Oh, they're in, both stormers. Yeah, in second, Paul Galloway with FC Galloway has moved up. He's yeah. now on one one two two, but he is still twenty eight points behind Luke Burgess, lukewarm FC. He is on one one five zero. He is going in to the Christmas period top of the FPL Hangover Mini League. Yeah, is he going to come away with that coveted cup? I think so. Yeah, I don't way. know. He's a tough man to catch, but there is so much left in the season. The season he's having though is a flyer. Um, just a quick shout out to manager of the week this week I was thinking we just skip it I was no. thinking we just skip it I think I definitely want to mention it this week because manager of the week is me Jer uh, 68 points we got to do um, this again yeah I've, uh, I've come back up in our mini league which is good to see I don't, can't remember where I am I'm on like 22nd or something like that now I don't know you're behind me which is all that really matters yeah I'm two places behind you yeah. but I'm getting there I'm getting close I'm not captain of the week I'm actually you know I, I played a part of Annoyed but uh, no I'm delighted that one of us got it at least once this season you know it's like mm. okay sweet so there was a week there, you know, that was that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you nailed it. So fair play to you, James, and uh, fair play to everyone else in the FPL Hangover Mini League. Happy Christmas to you all, and sip of white Russians yeah. to the working men. Fun fact. Women. Go for it. Fun fact. You have wished people Merry Christmas 11 times in this podcast so far, I'm pretty sure. You have no idea how much more I've got to come. It's all I had. It's a Christmas episode. I was like, I just keep wishing people Happy Christmas. And I do want to wish these people Happy Christmas. These people are, you know... Yeah, they're making they're making our mini league competitive. Yes. Um, they're asking us amazing questions each week. Uh, feel really uh, grateful. really grateful for the yeah, fans we exactly. have. Yeah, and even the the guys that we know that listen each week that used to ask those questions that don't uh, in our group chat. Ooh, you've been stalling. Yeah, you, you've been. But Glenn has to... Glenn has got back in it there, so it's good to see uh, some old faces. Not that Glenn's old. Old faces <laughs> asking some new questions. All right, all right. It's enough of the sappy shit, but. Uh... I think that does bring us to bring us to our last segment of the Christmas episode. We'll go from the sloppy section to a less sloppy section. That sloppy section is balls to the wall. Can't believe we started this with sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> I said sloppy. Oh, did you? Yeah, I said less sloppy. I thought you said sloppy. Yeah, I, I know. Was... <laughs> I was like less sloppy section. I was like, oh, a sloppy, sloppy section. Yeah. <laughs> You teed that one up nicely. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with last week's picks, which weren't great. We didn't do very well last week. Uh, in fact, your first pick, uh, Jack Grealish, was actually a good pick. And uh, my first pick then was Jimenez. Two good picks. Yeah, you gave me shit. Well, I mean, it was a bit passive aggressive, but there was a tone there when I picked Jack Grealish last week. And yet you transferred him in. 
Oh yeah, but I didn't think he was a hot shot that he was necessary. I just thought for his price over the next, I was getting him in for the next few weeks. And it's hot shots. It's that week. Yeah, but as that's what I'm saying. I didn't think necessarily that week he was going to be on fire. Yeah. I was getting him because I thought he was going to be a good pick over the next three weeks, four to, weeks. To be fair, when they were three 0 down, I was thinking, what the fuck? Are they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I was saying. When it, that's what I meant. I was like, I was like, Ugh. I didn't think Southampton would be so good, but I didn't think Villa would be so poor. And yeah, uh, good pick. Uh, Grealish came out. Grealish came out with eight points. Move on. Uh, Jimenez got seven. Um, only got the one bonus, even though he scored the match winner. Which is weird. Anyway, uh, your next pick was Ali. That just was actually almost my high point of the week. Only for the sun red card, it was uh, him getting these bonus points down. Because I mean, you went captain, so yeah. his extra two or three bonus points would have been. If he got the three bones, we were tight. I level. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck this shit!" And then when he got knocked down a bit, I was like, "Oh, that's not." He's what usually I good for the max yeah. bonus when he scores as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, but not this week. Only the seven. Only the seven. He says. Um, your next pick was Ali. You only got the one. So that's nine points. So who did I... Do you remember who I picked alongside Jimenez? That's my other pick. Vardy. Son. Oh, <laughs> shit. So you lost. It's your minus, minus one. Yeah. All I needed was a two-pointer from that to tie it. And uh, yeah. All I needed from... Uh, on Saturday, I was on 69 points. And I was like, provided Son gets one point tomorrow, I'll have broken 70 for yeah. only the second time this season. And what does he get? He gets minus, minus one. one. Yeah. And you know what? I would also like to point out how lucky that it's just a minus one and not a minus two. Because if the red, the ref had sent him off straight away instead of going to do a VAR check, he would have been off before the 60th minute. Did it happen around the 60th? It happened on the 59th minute. Ooh. And they were doing all these VAR checks and I was going, well, like it's before the 60th now. So surely they counted from the time that the fucking play got stopped. And it's like, nope. He got subbed off on the 61st minute or whatever they decided. I suppose because it's additional time. I never match. actually checked that out. Yeah. I didn't know that. So that's something we're pointing out, you Ooh. scumbags. No? Take that. <laughs> but not great from our, our two hotshot picks this week. You only scored nine from your two picks. But I beat you, which is six. all about the double. Yeah, teams. you get the win. You get the win. Yeah, I must be pulling away again. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tot this up. Should have done this it for up. this Christmas special. But God I think we'll do a New Year's do Christmas end of shopping, the decade man. FPL extravaganza. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, decade Let's of do it. What are we on? Episode 63. Well, yeah, there's so 63 episodes. Um, the next picks were the Puck Fathers. This is episode 64, I think. Is this 64? Mm. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, you're wrong. Uh, you're right. I'm yeah. looking at it wrong. Uh, the Puck Fathers from last week, I had first pick, and um, I went with El Ghazi. Yeah. Strange didn't up. quite work out. No. And they lost. Yours also didn't work out. Uh, Diego Jota. Okay. So, I think they both got two. Yeah. I didn't see any yellow cards there, did you? Yeah, he tried to let me down. No, no, no. They both got two. So, we'll count that as up as a nil. Yeah. Um, You'll be checking all this. You'll be double checking it. Yeah. Jota didn't get an assist, did No, he, he didn't. I know Doherty got one and... Oh, I think Sice or something like that. Oh, yeah. Moutinho um, to Sice, yeah. yeah. So, no. They were both... Um, I saw Jota going off again quite early. He's kind of prone to be taken off kind of earlier. Uh, so, two blanks. Um... Just like the Breen Sheets. Now, this is a contentious one. You said that to me before we recorded. Yeah. Uh, you would first pick and you went with Kelly. Two points. Last week's clean sheet laid on. Yeah, sickener. I chose you Willems. With, yeah, who didn't play. Who didn't play. Exactly. But so Newcastle kept the clean sheet. Doesn't no, it, that's, it doesn't. It's not how I it works. I thought this on the way down. No, I was no. wondering. I can't believe I didn't put this together. <laughs> I was wandering down the road and I went, who won the... the the brain sheets I'm thinking well I think he picked Willems who didn't play you forget the, yourself sir uh, do I yes Tell so me. with the brain sheets it's not who gets the most points it's about, it's about the whether, the, whether the pick was successful or not in that did they get a clean sheet or an attacking return then so why you, do we even pick a player so, why not pick a team because uh, the player could end up getting a goal that's exactly. why exactly yeah. and he didn't so, play 
Yeah, so I didn't actually realize he was apparently uh, a doubt. I don't think he was marked as a doubt. Maybe he was and I missed it. But um, yeah, he wasn't even including the match day squad. But uh, yeah, otherwise I would have picked any other Newcastle defender. You're claiming foul on this one. I'm claiming a draw. Mm. Okay. And I uh, I potentially I could have possibly won, but we'll I can't really claim the win. We'll can't see really at the end of the season. I'll, I'll make my decision on game week 38. I mean, it's surely <laughs> a blank from both of us. It's not really Joe wins because he had a player who plays. If, if you are winning by a point uh, at the end of the season, I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring back up this right. Willems uh, so let, foul that you've thrown on the pitch. Do you want to start with the green sheets this week again? Yeah, let's start, let's start in reverse order. We're going green yeah. sheets this week. So you had, I'm going to give you first pick again because mm-hmm. uh, I said it's winner stays on, and uh, you had first pick last week, and that was yeah, a draw. Fair Ooh. enough. So who did I pick? Oh yeah. <laughs> so looking at it here, I've got you me, no short term yes, memory. I went. I have no short term memory. I went with Gilbert. I know he's in your FPL team. I think a home match against Norwich. Uh, I know Norwich have been kind of looking a bit stronger lately, but. Fucking looking at the fixtures there uh, for players less than five million. There's not a whole lot of clean sheets kind of standing out of me. I could have went with maybe a Tamori again or something like that, but I feel like Danny Ings is still on some kind of I don't know, juice that he's taken. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Kilbert. I think uh, fuck it. Are you going to turn around and say he's injured now? Or something? No, <laughs> I just don't like that pick. Uh, I have Gilbert, and I'm like, why have I got an Aston Villa defender? They can't keep clean sheets, and even if they're at home, I'm, I'm not afraid. Like he, at least he is. They're all right at home defensively. They were. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they are lately. And uh, yeah, I think Target is a more attacking kind of player, more likely to get uh, like assists and stuff like that, but uh, prone like, to get injured. I like the name Guy Bear. Yeah, so do I. So that's why it sounds like a cheese that I'd put it on some kind of cracker. Yeah. Well, so, he, uh, yeah, he could end up being good. I'm hoping you're right because I think I'm playing him this week. Um, but I'm not feeling confident about it. <laughs> not feeling confident about it. Um, the pick I'm going for is a cheap pick. It's a cheap Sheffield United pick. Yeah. Baldock. Um, yeah. Oh, there, there was a question that we didn't quite address from Rogue earlier, and he was asking about, is double Sheffield United defence uh, crazy? And I was like, I want to just say, for the record, I do not think that is crazy, because I have double Sheffield United defence, and over the last, so I've, uh, I've got 40 points between Lundstrom and Henderson in the yeah. last three game weeks so they're averaging 20 points over three games over six points a game they're proving great value um, don't think it's that bad it's not that bad especially when the, the defenders are attacking game week 20 game week 21 they've got Man City and Liverpool the joy of having double Sheffield United defence is you don't have to play the two of them every week Yeah, you can bench one and sometimes that makes the decision easier you're going do you know what they're away to Liverpool and they've just got hammered away to Man City oh. I might bench uh, one of them you know yeah. and if you have a Henderson and you're benching a Lundstrom, that probably makes it a bit more difficult. <laughs> he's got a he's got a Pope Ryan goalkeeper in rotation, so I don't know whether he went for Henderson, in which case he can rotate him out yeah. for those tough games, or if he's gone for like Baldock or something like that. So, but either way, you have two of them, you can put one on the bench. But getting yeah. back to your uh, yeah, I've gone for shoot. Baldock because he's attacking. And, Why uh, haven't you got Lundstrom? You get me shit for not he's going with target. Oh, is he five one? Yeah, ah, that's why technicality. I was wondering. I was gonna give you shit for that. Thus uh, violating the rules of that. And uh, okay, we'll move on in reverse order again. Puck fathers. Uh, you would first pick this week in the puck fathers, and you had a very interesting pick. You, like I can barely remember when we do it forward, and now you're throwing it all backwards at me. Yeah, no, I did have an interesting pick. When you say interesting, you're just saying, oh, I'm jealous. That's actually the definition of a puck father, and that's Paul Pogba. 
Yeah. That's a lot of peas. And yeah. uh, <laughs> puck fella pal pug bah. Uh three point three. They're gonna fall over yeah. as you say. <laughs> well I did kinda of twinge a muscle in my back. <laughs> but yeah, three point three percent owned. He got his first appearance of the season there at the weekend. Made a impact uh, for United. Uh so I think we forgot to mention, by the way, these are for the next two weeks, not just game week 19 oh, and game these week 20. Oh, these next two weeks, right. It's because we went backwards, Seamus. It's yeah. just throwing me completely off kilter. But yeah, these are for the next two game weeks. And I think, yeah, even if he is maybe introduced a bit more slowly, like say he doesn't start against Newcastle, he still has an away match against Burnley. And uh, yeah, I think Paul Bagua is pretty much Pogfada material right now yeah, I think it's risky because I don't know what his minutes are going to be yeah. like um, but he could be back in there soon he's just back from injury games are coming around in quick succession so maybe he only starts one of those games I don't know but apparently their expected goals um, when he was on the pitch for the last whatever half an hour um, was like quite high yeah, and uh, yeah he was kind of helping drive the team forward so we'll see we all know he's a quality player will he be on penalties or is Rashford stuck on him now well, to be honest with you, I knew when I said Paul Pogba was my book father that you had that look in your eye that was like, oh, fuck, that's better than my one. Yeah. That was the week over for me already. <laughs> <laughs> well, my puck father for the next two game weeks, and it is a puck father because we don't know what his te- place in the team is going to be, is exactly. Gilfie Sigurdsson. They have a new manager, Ancelotti, coming in. They're playing Burnley at home, Newcastle away. We know this is a quality player. Wasn't really playing well this season. Had a great season last year. I think a new manager could get the best out of him if uh, given the chance to. But it could just be as likely he can just get points off the bench. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I think he's uh, definitely somebody I'd like to go for. And he's cheaper than Richarlison uh, at 7.3. Richarlison's like 7.9, I think. So, um, yeah, I think he could be somebody that if you got in on him and he hit... See your ranks fly. Yeah, no, I think the both are Pogfellas this week. Both Pogba and Sigerson are very interesting. I like them. I'm, I'm excited about uh, seeing how they perform in game week 19 and 20. Yeah. Uh, but moving on to the the more significant hot shots. The hot games. shots. Yeah. And I first picked this week. Um, these picks are over two game weeks because we won't get a chance to record between uh, game week 19 and 20 with such a short turnaround time. Yeah. Um, and so, lives yeah, yeah and uh, you know Christmas and yeah, work commitments and things of that nature uh, so we may get to record next Monday or Sunday we're hoping it's but looking likely it could be up in the air this could be yeah. our last pod of the, of the year well, possibly yeah possibly. but um, we'll keep you posted on that folks we've gone from FPL end of the decade extravaganza to possibly the last pod of the year yeah so we'll keep be. you on your toes yeah we'll keep you on your toes uh, that's why we've picked these guys for two weeks and I have gone with Sun's absence maybe Harry Kane could be uh Somebody to watch for. He's my first pick. Home against uh, Brighton Hove Albion and then away to Norwich. Norwich are leaky leaky. Brighton don't travel away very well. Um, yeah, I can see, I can definitely see that this would be similar to the time they played Crystal Palace at home and uh, they smashed a load of goals past Crystal Palace or Burnley that yeah. game. Um, Kane can turn it on like that any game without any notice. Penalties. So he's on penalties. Yeah. I think uh, I think I, I like him. If I had him, I'd be confident going into the next few games. I just felt better to go at Kane or Rally. Yeah, and I've you know gone stuck with the guy who I've actually put in my team, and that is Ali. Uh, for all the same reasons, I think Spurs you know have really nice fixtures, and uh, Ali's kind of shown a bit more form. So I'm sticking with him for my hot shots and, and not going on the Kane train. But hey. if you if you had first pick, would you've gone Ali over Kane anyway? Probably, yeah. You know, probably. it's close. Just, but only because I'm biased. Like I have. Yeah, it's very team. close. I yeah. can't really distinguish between them. I mean, in real terms, uh, 
Ali is much cheaper, so I prefer to have Ali in my team. But if there was, if it was like draft and there was no price difference, I'd have Kane. Yeah, fair enough. My second pick then, uh, because I got second and third choice, was Grealish, or as you call him, Grealish, and uh, or yeah. as I sometimes call him, Jack G. Jack G. And we're going to try and get that over. Is that a thing? Jack it G. is now. Oh, there you go. But no, that's I've heard that's on Renegades. They've said that Jack G. No, they just call him Jack. Oh, is it Super Jack or Average? Su- Jack? Yeah, Super Jack. Yeah, 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 they call him Jack. But uh, yeah, I think uh, again, same uh, Villa at home to Norwich. Um, I've got faith in the te- the the peep the players in my team this week, and that I actually you know gonna uh, I'll be extra devastated when they all blank. <laughs> but uh, I've stuck with it. He worked out for me last week in the hot shots, and I can pick him again because I think. Uh, over the Christmas period, he's one of the players I identified as, you know, being kind of a yep. top option. He's a talisman. You don't see him being rotated or rested at all. Yeah. Kind of like the same with like Zaha, these kind of players. They're the kind of players I like in this period. Harry Kane, I don't think he's going to get rested. I could see Ali maybe getting rested, but that's well, why... the sun it, injury has got me thinking, I don't know if he's going to rest Ali now. Do you know? Probably not. Probably not. And Mourinho doesn't really... Why do you think uh, he'll just bring Ericsson into the team more? That's now? what I think. He's going to play Ericsson a bit more. Ericsson and more uh, play, you know. And that uh, will help Kane more. Yeah, so maybe a bit of those guys too. But I've gone with Jack Grealish, and uh, they're my hot shots. Yeah. What was your final one? My final pick was a straight up shootout, a choice between Abraham and Rashford, and I went with Abraham in the end. Uh, their two games are at home to Southampton and away to Arsenal, who we know have been poor lately. Now, whether Arteta gets a bit of a bounce uh, with them, who knows? But. Um, at home to Southampton is a good fixture. Southampton are terrible defensively as well. And I think it's about time Tammy got back on the score sheet again. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. Uh, I'm happy that you don't have any bit of rash reduction this week as well because uh, I can, you know, root from once again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a complete differential for us. But uh, I think that brings us to the end of our balls to the wall and to the end of the Christmas episode, Jim. Possibly the end of the year. We, we Yeah, we just don't know. TGC. But we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for all the questions. Thank you for tuning in so far this season. Anyone who wants to reach us, you can get us on Twitter at FBL Hangover. You can also get us at Gmail, FBLHangover at gmail.com. Seamus, you're on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at FPL Drunk. Fair enough. I'd like to wish you all a happy Christmas. Enjoy Game Week 19, Game Week 20, and everything else. And may your Christmas trees be green. Ah, God bless!